Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the events and the signs of the end times, but also to be ready, to be ready for that last day of judgment, the reappearance of Jesus. But during this period uh, between the clouds, the cloud of the ascension of Jesus, but also the promised cloud of his reappearance, uh, we're encouraged to be blessed in this book and to not be afraid because we do belong to him. Now, throughout the scriptures, there are these three Trinitarian themes, uh, the theme of creation, the theme of redemption, and also the theme of sanctification. So you could see it in uh, Genesis, right? The book of uh, beginnings. Uh, Exodus, you could call that the book of uh, redemption, uh, where God buys his people out of slavery through the Passover uh, the Passover lamb, the blood on the doorpost, but also this idea of sanctification, the theme of God making his people holy. Now, that all points to the work, the person of the Lord Jesus. He is the one who is making us into new creations. He is the one who has redeemed us. He is the one who gives to us his holiness, his righteousness, and we receive the work of uh, our brother, uh, and he then makes us holy. So in the book of Revelation, you'll also see these themes. Uh, You'll see uh, Exodus language, Exodus themes, uh, speaking of the redemption that comes to us uh, through the person and the work of Jesus. So if you think of Exodus, what do you, you know, what comes to mind? Well, obviously, right? Plagues and the Passover lamb, the crossing of the Red Sea. There's this song of victory, the song of Moses, uh, after they cross through the Red Sea. You you hear about that. You come to Sinai, there's fire and there's thunder. Uh, Sadly, there's rebellion uh, amongst the people and idolatry. The people wander in the wilderness for 40 years, but the scripture really says that uh, they, from the coming out of Egypt uh, into the promised land. It's 42 years, 40 of those spent wandering. There's miraculous provision in that wilderness. Uh, There's a promise that their warrior king will uh, fight for them, and they are brought, and then finally, uh, into the promised land. So let's begin with the plagues. The plagues are a sign of God's judgment on those who... uh, enslaved the people of God, persecuted the people of God. But we read in the book of Exodus that when these plagues come against the Egyptians, the children of Israel, they are set apart. Now, that's important to know because in the book of Revelation, we'll see similar plagues, but also the promise that the people of God, those who are brought into the family of Abraham uh, through faith, they are set apart as well. So in Revelation chapters 15 and 16, you'll read about these seven angels who bring with them the seven plagues, uh, the seven bowls of God's wrath. Revelation chapter 15, verse 1. I saw another great and marvelous sign in the sky and seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them God's wrath is finished. Chapter 16. Verse 1, I heard a loud voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the seven bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. 
And so uh, the plagues are a sign of judgment upon those who have idolatrous hearts, hardened hearts, who come against the people of, of God. Verse 2, but no, the first went and poured out his bowl into the earth, and it became a harmful and painful sore on the people who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. And so we're getting this, this little picture how these uh, plagues come, but they come on those who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. And so if you read uh, those chapters, you'll, you'll see ugly festering sores as a plague, sea turned to blood, uh, sun uh, scorch, scorching the people with fire, there's darkness, uh, the great river Euphrates is dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east to come. There's these three impure spirits that look like frogs, flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, great earthquake and uh, huge hailstones. This all sounds like Exodus, doesn't it? Now, Exodus chapter 8 says this in verse 22, I will set apart in that day the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, And to the end, you may know that I am the Lord on the earth. And I will put a division between my people and your people. And this sign shall happen by tomorrow. Again, note there, the plagues come against the Egyptians. But God is going to put a division uh, to set apart his people. You see that in Revelation chapter 9. Then out of the smoke came locusts on the earth, and power was given to them as the scorpions of the earth have power. But verse 4 says, they were told that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those people who don't have God's seal on their foreheads. And so you have uh, this image of the plagues. The Passover lamb in Exodus, the people are told in this last plague where the angel of death comes, that they are to take the blood of a pure, spotless lamb and put it on the doorpost so that the angel of death passes over them. You will see uh, reference to the lamb all throughout the book of Revelation. In fact, 31 times, 31 times uh, the lamb is referenced. When the people cross through the Red Sea, safely on the other side, Exodus tells us that the sea then comes uh, over and engulfs the Egyptian army. And Moses is uh, with the people on the other side of the sea, and he sees this, and he sings a song, Exodus chapter 15. The song is, uh, chapter 15, verse 1 says, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has thrown the horse and his rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. He has cast Pharaoh's chariots and his army into the sea. His chosen captains are sunk in the Red Sea. The deeps cover them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, Lord, dashes the enemy in pieces. 
In the greatness of your excellency, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send out your wrath. It consumes them as stubble. So again, Moses with the people have witnessed their God bringing them through the Red Sea and then the defeat of their enemies. The horse and rider are, uh, are there um, taken up by the, by the sea. God himself is victorious. Now you see this same imagery of sea and a song of Moses in Revelation chapter 15. Verse 2, it says, I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who overcame the beast, his image, and the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God, and they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, verse 3, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God the Almighty. Righteous and true are your ways, you King of the nations. Who wouldn't fear you, Lord, and glorify your name? For you only are holy, for all the nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. And so we have this promise, right? Just as the people of Israel went through the Red Sea and the waters uh, uh, were parted and their enemies were drowned through those waters, so also the Lord Jesus brings us through our own Red Sea in baptism. And there our enemies are drowned. And it's picked up that theme again in the book of book of Exodus. There's wilderness, wanderings, but also God's provision. And he brings them into the promised land. Again, we're talking about shadows and reality. So yes, there is a physical exodus a physical wandering. The people are hungry and God physically provides for them with with bread from heaven, manna, but also water. But now we see this in Revelation chapter 7 as well. Think of it again as we are wandering in our own wilderness, but we have the provision of the triune God during this period. And one day he will bring us into the promised land the new heaven, and the new earth. So Revelation chapter 7, verse 14 says, These are those who came out of the great suffering. They washed their robes and made them white in the Lamb's blood. Therefore they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. Throughout the wilderness wanderings, it was said that God dwelt, or God tabernacled with his people. Verse 16, they will never be hungry or thirsty anymore. The sun won't beat on them nor any heat, for the Lamb who is in the middle of the throne shepherds them and leads them to springs of living waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So the Exodus wanderings for 40 years, there God dwelt with his people, protected them, provided for them. But now the promise is, as we wander also, our God does the same. And one day he will bring us into that promised land, never be hungry, never be thirsty, sun won't beat upon us, nor any heat. The lamb is at the middle of the throne and he shepherds us and he leads us to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. So we have anti-Trinity, anti-Christ, anti church, but you have the work of the triune God. 
coming against the work of uh, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. So this triune God is the one who creates and recreates. He is the one who redeems us, buys us back from the kingdom of the evil one, the devil, and brings us into the family of God. And we'll also learn that he is the one who sanctifies us or makes us holy through the work of Jesus.